about sex chain me Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex chain me Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex. I am Jamie, and on today's episode, I'm talking to Miss Marilyn about what exactly is a fetish, and I'm chatting to the amazing Dr. Mistress Maury about Medfet and what the heck that is. Um, I had a vague idea. I didn't realize it involved as much as (laughs) we covered in this episode. So, bit of a warning, if you're squeamish and don't like things, you know, like talking about, I don't know, body cavities and uh, medical stuff you might want to uh, skip that one uh, but obviously definitely stick around to listen to uh, me and Miss Marilyn talk about fetishes because that was amazing yeah there you go warnings out of the way hope you have fun hope you enjoy it let us know if you did on the Instagram on the Twitter all that stuff leave us a lovely review uh, unless you have bad things to say in which case don't leave us a review just leave me alone and yeah I will see you in the next one love you bye Hey, Marilyn. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? How are you feeling? Feel better? I feel good. I feel good. I feel like I'm, I'm over COVID now. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. Don't get it. Stay inside. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you about all things fetish and kink, really. Thought you'd be a good person to chat to about that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so um, I want to ask you what the origin of the word fetish is. Ah, well, Jamie, that's something I do know. Um, So the word fetish comes from the French word fetiche, which was basically a witch's special object that she needed to cast spells. So it means obviously special object and then it's kind of went through the ages and become someone's special interest rather than an object and um, so that's where it comes from it originates from the, the word fetish yeah interesting i like the use of the word need in there as well right so a witch needed it to make magic which brings you on to the next thing i want to talk about what is the difference between a kink and a fetish uh, a fetish is something well in my opinion see the way that i'm going <laughs> to explain this is different to how um reed and i were kind of talking about it uh, I'd say a fetish is something that someone needs to explore yeah. um, at the expense of their mental health. Whereas a kink <laughs> is something that they a kink is just something that they enjoy. I'd say a fetish is something that they actually need to explore to be fully sexually satisfied. Whereas a kink, you can take it or leave it. You do enjoy it, but it's mm. not you know, it's not imperative. Okay, so a kink is like a nice thing that you fancy, and a fetish is something that you need. Yeah, like so yeah, interesting to say need to explore. So you don't mean like so you're not it doesn't it's not needed for arousal. No, no, not necessarily. No. Okay. So you can you can be sexually you you know, can satisfied be sexually, You can be sexually active without exploring your fetish, yes, but I think you will not have optimum results of <laughs> you explore your fetish. Yeah. Something that's gonna keep coming up. Time and time again. Yeah, so that's that's a good point, actually. So how, how do you think someone should sort of, what kind of things should they be looking out for if they want to try and figure out, like cause most people that I speak to about this in, in the more kind of vanilla side of the world would say they don't have any fetishes. So how do you think someone should sort of look into themselves and think about it? 
Um, I think, you know, I, I always say when people when people come to me and say, oh, you know, I don't know what I'm into. I kind of like the general idea, but I have no idea what I want to explore. I say, you know, is there any kind of general themes that you find yourself going back to when you watch porn or any mm. masturbation fantasies that, you know, have a specific act in them or a specific outfit? It can be anything, even even um, words, you know. It, and if you have masturbation fantasies and someone is calling you a slut every time you have a wank, yeah. <laughs> that's getting you off, then you probably like being called a slut. Yeah. Um, if it, if it keeps coming on your mind. So, um, yeah, just basically, I, I say look for similar themes in any content that you um, that you consume and any little fantasies that you have within yourself, really. Mm. Yeah, I cool. I like that's that. the easiest place to start. Yeah. Um, would you think that, would you say that something like, you know, a kink can be, can almost have like a therapeutic angle to it? Oh God, yeah. I think yeah. especially especially fetishes. I think a lot of people that I have spoken to over the course of my career, um, they've they've had this fetish for their whole lives, maybe not had the chance to explore it properly. And when they finally do, they just feel so relieved because it's that kind of it's that easing of tension that nothing else has provided them. Um and they finally kind of satiated that hunger that they've been carrying around for years. Mm. Um, and it just, you know, it's like getting a massage. It's just, you feel <laughs> so much better, you know, if it, especially if it's been something that's played on your mind for a very, very long time. Yeah. To, to finally exercise that part of yourself, of course it feels like a relief. Mm. Yeah, so you're, you're someone that very actively explores these things right you've mentioned before that you kind of you're always trying to push the next like the next you know about not i don't want to say extreme but like you're trying to get the next step of like your exploration right yeah um, i'm all, i'm actually of the opinion i usually say this to people you know if you i'll say you know what's your kink and people say oh, i don't have any mm. that's that's because you haven't found it yet baby <laughs> oh, okay nice yeah so do you want to give us I'd say, a fe- I'd say a fetish is something that you know about, <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay. not something that you discover, I'd say. Um, right. Although, to be fair, though, I know a guy who absolutely loves the smell of petrol mm. and he needs the smell of petrol now to get off. Oh, OK. Interesting. Which is something that he discovered, obviously, mm. because how, how could he possibly know that the smell of petrol got him off before he smelled petrol? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> I just keep wanking in petrol stations. I can't figure yeah. out if I have any fetishes, though. <laughs> So, okay, um, I think that when chance people, again, from the more, let's say, vanilla world, not they're not as active in the kink community, um, they would see fetishes. When you say the word fetish, they would see it as like a destructive or bad or at least at least like a painful thing. Think? Well, maybe not, maybe not bad, but like I think like a painful thing. Like people, if you say fetish to like a layman person who isn't interested in the kink yeah, community, they would think like a dirtier word, up, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They think beaten up, you know, car batteries, you know, attached to nipples. But like they get they get these like wild kind of which are obviously a very valid fetishes and kinks. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, so what would you kind of say to someone like that? That's quite narrow minded of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I guess yeah, you would sort of want them to I guess the answer to the previous question, you want them to kind of try and explore the Yeah, world, I'd right? say you should educate yourself more. <laughs> <laughs> But that is like, you know, the, the BDSM as a term, you know, in the general public is definitely it's a seen. Term, though. Yeah. It's a speedy term, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely seen as, you know, gimp suits and whips. Hardcore. Yeah, which isn't the case, right? Um, no, no, I'd say for the most part, it's not the case. I'd say, you know, at 5% of the time, 
it's you know heavy rubber gimp masks breathing apparatus needles yep. whips and chains and stuff and mm. um, most of the time it's not like that at all most of the time it's quite pg <laughs> well not PG. maybe not pg but 12 <laughs> 12 yeah nice <laughs> nice what would you say like if someone because i definitely have friends like this that would think you know if i had this conversation with them if i played them this in fact i'll link them this podcast they'll still <laughs> think that you know there's not necessarily anything going on in their mind do you think there's like a kind of intro to like kinks and fetishes that people that people could try like at least like a thought exercise i don't know i can't i can't specifically think of something right now yeah so uh, I, I usually recommend the bdsm test uh bdsmtest.org oh, I the, um, the one that's like 99 percent rope bunny thing. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i recommend i recommend that a lot because it opens up people to things that they didn't realize they were into um, that was how I got started anyway. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good one, actually. I'm going to start doing that. Okay, you can have that. There you go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like that because I, I, well, I probably was one of those people that thought I'm not really into anything like that. I don't want to BTS, BDSM or anything like that. So I did the BDSM test just out of curiosity and it came out with number one, um, non-monogamy, number two, dominant, and number three, vanilla. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, well, this test says this. Maybe I should lean into it and see where that leads yeah. me. And, and now I feel way and more. look at you now. <laughs> look at me now. I'm a fucking massive slut. Um, yeah, so, and that helped me. And that's quite like a tame result, I think, right? It's like, oh, yeah, non-monogamy dominant and vanilla. You like threesomes. Well done. You are a straight white male who enjoys threesomes. <laughs> um, but it sent me on a path of like, exploration and finding out a bunch of other things I was into. Of and course, finding I out think- what I wasn't into as well. You know, I, I said, you know, you should educate yourself more to someone who doesn't know. But honestly, it's not people's fault because I think it's the way that it's portrayed in the media um, is very much the shock value because the shock value sells stuff, doesn't it? And it, it makes people watch the programs. If someone if someone's just on talking about, you know, a fetish for wearing knee high socks, people aren't going to be that interested. Yeah. Whereas if you're seeing someone in a rubber sleep mask getting put into a fucking underwater submarine you're gonna watch it (laughs) (laughs) it's very specific fetish you have there (laughs) (laughs) yeah no totally i I think that's you know i mean it's the reason why i started this podcast because i watched all those documentaries you know about like swingers and bdsm and dominatrix and stuff and it always felt very like documentary like you know it's something like these weirdos over here are doing this thing look look at look at how strange that is um and you kind of, and then I met someone that was into that kind of thing. And the stories they told me were super like, just your friend chatting about, it. oh yeah, I was at this club last night and got fucked by three guys at once. It was, it was really fun. And then you're like, oh, it's not that scary. The thing is with that as well, you know, even, even talking to someone like me, if, if you kind of brought someone who was of the opinion that BDSM is extreme and you brought them to have a conversation with me, yeah. I'm going to, of course, I'm going to tell them the more extreme stories. That's why they're my yeah. stories. Yeah. I'm not going to tell them about all the boring sessions I've had. So that's yeah, maybe yeah, why, yeah. you know, so maybe I should just start talking about guys that come in and just want to wear a thong for half an hour. Rather than <laughs> the ones that eat human shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're part of the problem, Aaron. That's what it is. I know. Uh, it's <laughs> my I know. I'm damaging the sex work community again. <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make. Alright, this podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counselling session with me and my counsellor from BetterHelp, um, and I've been on it for 
years now probably like coming up to like four years i think maybe five years i've been on it um getting counseling um on a weekly basis and i love it um and yeah it's really it's really nice it's a bit like tinder for therapists you, you put in like your problems <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about and then it comes up with all these different counselors who um specialize in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which ones for you that's really cool i've gone through like probably for about 14 counselors in my time on better help for me living in London especially um, I think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in person therapy is really expensive um, this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um, and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um, yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh, online securely online um, yeah, I send messages at all at all points in, in the day and night. Um, it's pretty good for that. You can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit distanced. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. So they are sponsoring this podcast now which is cool which means we have a discount link um you get 10 percent off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex jamie there's a link in the bio and yeah love you bye hey dr maury hey jamie how's it going you right yes i'm great today cool all right so i'm going to go back to what i've already said dr maury this -hmm. is why you're here uh you're here to talk about a really super interesting niche field in the kind of kink bdsm world um do you want to tell us a bit about what you do so um i am a medfet dom medfet Um, yeah so basically it's using anything and everything under the guise of like medicine and medical Mm. experiments um to uh, create like a kink and BDSM experience. Nice. Okay. So I really had very little idea of this uh, before talking to you. I did a bit of research. I looked through your Instagram and stuff and your Twitter and saw all the like fun stuff that you got up to. Yeah. Um, Why don't you give us like a kind of rundown of like some of the activities people can expect in a session with you? Okay. So people kind of come to me for like the alternative uh, like dom experience um, I do things like needle play okay. basically using um, sterile needles to um, give like sensory experiences on the skin uh, you know it can hurt uh, but also I can make it not hurt so I can like put them okay. all over the skin um, I how, do you, how do you make a needle not hurt? Um, well apparently uh I do it in a way that it doesn't hurt so much. So oh. you can like pinch the skin and kind of put it in at like a really nice angle. Yeah. Make it hurt. You can kind of, which sounds really horrible. You can kind of <laughs> wiggle the needle a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it kind of like under the skin, it hurts and you can put it in deeper um, and quite shallow and actually shallow quite hurts. Mm. Yeah. Got like lots of nerve endings under the skin. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I use things like uh, staples. Okay. And nice. It's medical staples, not like the staples you use, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, and these staples are used, yeah, um, to close up wounds and 
Um, you know, you have to take them out with special instruments. Um, right. Hold on. So are you actually closing up wounds here or are you just using them on, no, on the wounded skin? I do with them. I create little bows, like cutesy bows. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. And I can just staple it on the skin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like, it's like leaving my mark kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's like, People brand. I don't know whether you've covered branding at all. No, no. But that's not something I do. I don't really like branding. So what's branding? Branding is basically what it sounds like. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you can use like branding tools, like, you know, like a welder. Um, right. Or, like, you know, like those branding hot irons. And yeah, that you see on like cattle kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like brand people. So oh, okay. Really like it. Yeah. I don't dabble in that at all. Mm. Um and yeah i see it as a way of like marking my territory in a really cute way <laughs> by stapling a bow to someone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what else do i do <clears throat> i do uh things that some people are like oh my god how how can you do that i i really like uh things like sounding and you read yeah so um, sounding is the one thing I was aware of, and that is the yeah. one thing that I really want to talk about right now. Right. <laughs> Tell us what sounding is. So what questions do you have about sounding? Well, what, do you, what have you seen? So firstly, I did look into what sounding was, and it's like, it's like a measurement thing in like, in, uh, is it geology? Yeah, geography. They, they measure like the depth of water, right, with a sounding rod. I was like, oh, that's weird. How can that relate to sex? So you give me the sex part. <laughs> well, I've actually got, I've got some sounding stuff here. Okay. Wanted to see what they look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give like an audio description for the podcast, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, here is my lovely set of sounding. Nice. Yeah. Little leather pouch. Okay. Yes. So basically what sounding is, um, they're like, um, like dilation sort of rods okay um, so they sort of look a bit like scalpels that aren't sharp right so this bit is the handle oh okay oh the, right these ends kind of basically go into the urethra mm. um you can do them on males and females i've done them on both yeah um you basically loop them up and you insert them right down into the urethra okay i'm crossing my legs as you say this yeah, yeah. most people <laughs> just look at me and it's absolutely not <laughs> however some people that have seen me do it and they've seen how like meticulous i am with hygiene i know what i'm doing um and then they kind of ask me for the experience and then they they love it mm. um one thing i would say about like sounding and anything like in the urethra is that I, I do it because I know what I'm doing and I've, mm. I've, I've uh, studied like how to do catheterization okay. before right. um, and you get that in the hospital, you know, when you, when you can't pee, they yeah. insert stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you need to know a lot about biology, I would say, mm. when you do MedFet because you are, pre you're using actual tools. Yeah, actual medical tools. Yeah. 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 Like, that's, that's, yeah. Sorry, go on, Karen. Yeah, like, you, you, need, you need to know, like, you know, some people like to be scalpeled. And if you right. scalpel someone yeah. and you nick, like, a, a kind of a major blood vessel, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, that's kinda, that kind of leads into what I wanted to ask is, um, do you have any actual medical training? So I've dabbled in, like, different types of medical training, like, over my, sort of, my, my life. Uh, yeah. I did some experience in uh, hospitals. Um, 
I have always been interested in medicine, actually, um, and biology and science. And I think that's kind of where my angle came in Mm. when I discovered kink and BDSM. Mm. Um, I kind of one day just discovered, um, like, MedVet videos and pictures and just thought it was just just so fascinating. And then I, I kind of thought, well, you know, I like this stuff. Like, why don't I kind of experiment and mm. um because i think yeah having having the, a genuine interest really helps um you know like things like sounding you know i had to have i had training to do that before right okay and i had to do that on patients yeah so it's i guess no different to doing it on someone that's tied up yeah <laughs> someone that really wanted to happen yeah so it's sound, sounding a medical thing i know catheterization is obviously medical it's sounding actually something <clears throat> they, they use so they're like i think yeah so they're like dilation um instruments right okay. so you use them to um you know stretch them and make the hole bigger like yeah. um they they use similar things in um like there's a medical condition in women where they need to like insert what almost looks like 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 dildos of different sizes right okay to, to stretch uh, the opening of the vagina. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's something that could be used in kink. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much everything in medicine could be used in kink, if used safely. Yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah, you're very much, like, not coming at this with just sort of, uh, you know, from a dom mentality, like, I'm going to just shove people, uh, shove things inside people now. Like, you've got training behind Yeah, you, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. And first aid training as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so what else is there? What else can we expect in the session with Dr. Mori? Um, so one thing um, I also really like in kind of like a headspace and sort of, I guess, foreplay uh, and scene aspect is kind of like going from a psychological aspect. Right. So, you know, holding myself as the doctor. Mm. Um, I guess I'm quite cutesy but i'm also quite yeah so your um your instagram bio actually sums you up perfectly cute but fucking terrifying which is definitely the vibe i'm getting right now (laughs) so yeah i totally see how that would work um i i like things like uh straight jackets which i've got right behind me right nice yeah um yeah this is like quite expensive one that's like made for me um i love using straight jackets in Mm. sessions as soon Mm. as you put a straight jacket on someone the sort of subspace kicks in you know someone realizes that okay i actually can't get out of this yeah like i've got ownership then right yeah okay Uh, and it's just like a really nice and easy way to kind of like control someone, um, you know, really get them in, in, in the mood of the session. Yeah. Um, that's such a nice kind of crossover between the world of like, like a, a more sort of what people would expect from a, a Dom session into a med fest session. It's such a nice crossover, right? It's cause you're still being tied up, you know, you're still getting what you would normally expect, but the straight jacket, jacket yeah, aspect brings in. It, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I think, uh, sometimes I worry like, you know, completely, uh, putting myself in a medfet kind of category right uh, means that people that like i guess normal uh kind of dom things yeah would, 
will kind of like maybe not book me or not come to me but right. you can you can tie in like all these things like there's so many ways you could do things like restraints but in a medical setting yeah um, on like a medical table with mm. uh like institutional restraints that they use for um that an older mental uh patient wards yeah yeah you know, like those are really interesting you can you can get them online mm. um, you know like x um straight jackets for instance right like, okay yeah. used. you can get them quite cheaply and uh, you know, really nice old things can be used in sessions and they make such a difference, I think, for mm. the client. Yeah, it's, it's authentic, right? It's it exactly. suddenly like, yeah, I guess it's it's sort of bridging the gap between fantasy and reality when you're using actual things that we use in this setting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah, so what, so what does your dungeon look like then? So I've just moved to a new uh, location mm. and uh, it's like a you know, one of those like warehouses, um, I live and work from home, uh, which is great. Yeah. So, uh, it looks very sparse at the minute. It doesn't mm. look like a normal dungeon, what you would think of like, you know, black, heavy, uh, quite aggressive. Um, as you can see, my walls are white. Yeah. I have a white desk with some dead yeah. flowers. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got, again, like this really cutesy vibe. But then, you know, when I lay out all my instruments on my table, mm. it suddenly gets a little bit worrying. Like Suddenly less cute. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like, what the hell is this girl going to do to me? Yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah, it, it's, I, I bring, like, a lot of my personality into it. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want it to look like a normal dungeon, you know? Yeah, yeah. I sure. want it to be uh, comfortable, but I guess not <laughs> <laughs> when you realize it's not when you're yeah <laughs> i mean i feel like that's just that's just doctor offices in in general right it's like it's supposed to be comfortable but no one's really yeah, comfortable right? in a doctor's yeah, office yeah exactly like you, you go into the doctors and you're like oh i feel really relaxed until they bring out these like horrible needles and you're like oh, yeah so they ask you to sit on the bed and you're like oh no something yeah. bad's gonna happen now <laughs> like please cover your bits with the tech with the tissue and you're yeah like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god um Okay, so what, what would someone sort of, what could they expect? If you had someone come in that was a newbie to this and they'd never explored MedFet before, what would yeah. you kind of, what would you start them with? What's the entry level thing? So, um, I do get a lot of uh, newbies. Uh, I had a yeah. client yesterday, didn't know anything about MedFet, okay. really, really wanted to experience it. And had they had like DOM sessions before? Yes, so okay, they had right. sessions before, but they mm. really wanted to, you know, discover what the hell MedVet was. Yeah, okay. And I, d so I think before a session, I check limits. Uh, mm. I don't, I don't want anyone coming here and me shoving a needle into them. And actually, they really, really dislike it. Like, genuinely. Yeah. you know, people mm. can dislike something, but actually, kind of like it. Yeah, it. right. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's kind of like, there's things that are like taboo, like, oh, a needle. Or there's yeah. like me where you're like, no, needles. You telling yeah. me that story earlier, I nearly passed out. Like, I'm super <laughs> bad. So yeah, it's, yeah, I guess it's even more, it's always really important to establish boundaries, right? In any kind of, you exactly. know, upsetting, like, but in medfet, yeah. Anything, especially medfet, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I can just kind of go off on one and then start doing mad things, yeah. like, in the session. But I, I check beforehand. And I guess, um, for instance, an, an examination the idea of an examination would be something like you know you start off with having someone restrained to a chair 
um, and you do like a full body exam. Mm. Um, and that there is more psychological, you know, you can um, hold their eyes open, hold something really, really close mm. you know, to your eye, check your eyes, like um, do an eye test, see how long they can open their eyes for without shutting them and right, okay. panic and the idea of a punishment. You know, um, you don't really have to do anything physical for like a first session. It's like getting someone like warmed up mm. to the idea of something possibly happening. Mm. Um, definitely things like um, I, I would go there with staples because that is something like, you know, someone wouldn't go with needles straight away. But yeah. staple is a nice little starter happy medium. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, you know, people think it's really, really going to hurt. And my God, a staple. And then when someone gets a staple, they're like, oh, oh okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll have five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then I guess things like uh, an anal exam. Mm. That's, um, you know, most people are all right with anal play. Um, and I guess going at it from a medical sense, like investigating something, you know, using a torch is like to kind of like look inside is right. quite, make someone in quite a vulnerable position, yeah, yeah. a little bit degrading, you yeah. know, like, oh my God, this girl's looking in my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just looking. She's got a torch. Yeah. She's, like, she's looking. <laughs> she's really up there. And, um, <laughs> and like, yeah, like certain things like that, uh, you know, you, you want you want people to come back. You don't want them to be scared. Yeah. Um, and they do. They come back. They want more. They want to discover more, um, which obviously keeps them on my toes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, oh, no, not another session. God, <laughs> five times, and I really need to think of something new. Yeah, you got to get uh, creative now. <laughs> yeah, which is great. You know, um, I like it when people come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's just so interesting. So I came into this conversation thinking MedVet is super scary and terrifying and there's loads of needles involved and loads of blood. But yeah, the way you've kind of presented it, it's very like, it's if you think about a doctor, like we were saying earlier, doctor is very like quite a scary thing, quite a scary person. To, if you have to see a doctor, it's quite, usually under sort of quite worrying circumstances, exactly. but they're usually very caring, right? Good doctors yeah. are very caring and very loving. And I kind of get that vibe from you where... Yes. I feel like you're totally embracing that whole, you know, I am, what is it, cute but terrifying that your Instagram bio Yeah, yeah. like, and you, you've got it. Like, you know, most people that come to me have, hate, they hate the doctor. Yeah. You know, they've, or they've, they've had, like, traumatic experiences medically. Mm. Um, pretty much every single person I've seen has had some sort of traumatic medical experience. And it's almost like they want to, stay, they're seeking it out they want to fix something or they just want to experience something in a, in a kink setting yeah. um, that feels quite safe. Yeah. That's but, so interesting. But then the kind of like everything's, you know, taken away from them, like, you know, um, the sort of their, their control has been taken away again, mm. but actually they've got all the control. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and it, it, we always come back to this, yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, the, the sub the sub is in as much control as you know anyone else in the room, and that's exactly. that's really interesting because, yeah, if someone's coming to you with a fear of doctors, they you know they're in a world where they're going to experience that, but it's in yeah it's in a kink world, kink setting, which is 
possibly more fun and less less daunting and they can also yeah. make it stop whenever they want and, and exactly. you all look after them right it's actually a really good place to go if you're scared of doctors yeah <laughs> if you're scared guys come to me yeah make it even more like terrifying uh, <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> so okay if anybody wants to check you out then and potentially book a session where do they need to go so uh you can go on my twitter um i would say uh, if you don't have something like um, adult work, I, I got all my bookings for adult work. You can book me straight from there and send me emails. But you can um, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter and send me like a little message. Nice. All right. We'll put all those links in the description thingy. Cool. What are you afraid of? All right, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories. <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing, go check us a follow on Let's Talk About Sex Jamie on Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us, leave a review on iTunes, all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end, basically. Um, yeah, it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week. Love you, bye. <laughs>